the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's get to it. It is Monday. We are one day away from Election Day. Can't go out and vote today. I remember four years ago where we were at. Yeah, and everybody was saying, well, <laughs> we're going to have Hillary Clinton as president. And I kept saying to everybody, have faith. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and uh, then uh, I saw people in my own studio. Go crazy. Yeah, we watched him go. We know who you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, what nuts when he well, he's he's got a he's got an avenue to win. And I said, yeah. I kept telling you he did. <laughs> and I'm telling you the president's gonna win Arizona. The president's gonna win Arizona. The president's gonna win Florida. The president will win Pennsylvania, uh-huh. and the president will win Minnesota. Mm. And Arkansas. Well, that's a, I think that's, a, that's, I think that's, a, that's kind of a given. That's kind of a, that is a not that we give him that much as far as delegates, but anyway, over the weekend, that's good. over the weekend. And by the way, we got somebody standing by is going to join us here in just a moment. Hugh Finkelstein is going to join us. He's running uh, for office, and we're going to talk to him real quickly here in a moment. But I just wanted to mention to everybody: Have you been watching TV? And looking at these rallies, oh yes, that the president Man. is holding. Wow, twenty nine thousand people in North Carolina yesterday. Wow, twenty nine, and not in a big city either, no. folks. Mm. No, and he's uh, he's getting uh, was it Minnesota, one of the places that was really cold, and he had thousands, yep. thousands, and it was cold out there. Well, if you're from Minnesota, you well, don't care. Well, uh, yeah, you're used I, to I, that. I, I sit down south you. here to think, man, that is cold. Yeah. <laughs> I went to. It was like being at a Packers game. The uh, the one place he was at, <laughs> Brett Favre, Brett Favre endorsed yep. him. So yeah, he that endorsed was big, the that president. Was big time. All right. Yeah. yeah, they were all standing out there with their mittens on and and pounding their hands together and <laughs> and their breath showing. Yeah, you yeah. know, Trump didn't miss a beat though, did he? No. No, he didn't. He didn't miss a beat at all. And the vice president out there, even with Obama with him, about the most he could get was about thirty people. Mm. Well, that the, was at the drive-in. That oh. was more than what they've been getting, though, Dave. Well, that's thirty <laughs> times more than what they've been getting. They're just saying it's it's unbelievable. I'm I'm yeah, I'm for sure. I believe that the president's going to win re-election. I've been telling everybody that. Nobody believes me. Well, Dave, and, and you, you just, just by virtue of your years that God has blessed you to, you've seen more elections than the rest of us here. Have you ever seen someone with this much enthusiasm no. in a campaign and still be that far behind in the polls? No, no. never. 
No. Never. The only person I I ever saw with this much kind of enthusiasm was Nixon back in the early 70s. That's why I referenced that you yeah. were the senior guy here. I mean, that's going back then. <laughs> I mean, I even, uh, you know, Hubert Humphrey and and uh, LBJ and all of them for the Democrats didn't bring this so kind of what was excitement it that in. people liked about Nixon? That's obviously law and my order. time. That's what, it, that's what the... After going through 68, let me tell you, so law and order back, was the big one. Are we one. back there again? You know, kind of. Kind of, sort of. I think that's exactly why... Uh, President Trump is going to win re-election in Minnesota mm-hmm. is because of law and order. I really do. I think most Americans don't like to see their cities burning. No. They just don't want to see it. Hugh Finkelstein is on the phone with us right now. Hugh, how are you? Well, I got to admit, I've been a little better. You've been a little I better? Was, uh, you feel yeah, another? I was, I was actually... Uh, uh, tested positive for covid last week so my oh. voice is a little raspy so that's why you're not in my studio because we would have had to throw you out <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> see we got i got heidi my producer and if you had even said you ran a fever you would not have gotten close to me just <laughs> you, she would have kept you far away from the studio here at uh 101. So what have you been up to then? I mean, you're you're into the last uh, basically week of the campaign and you're sidelined. So what have you been doing? Well, we've been really blessed because we've had a lot of good friends and, and just people coming out of the woodwork to help uh, volunteer manning the polls. And that's that's the big thing. So my, my wife and I have been coordinating that, trying to get them uh, well, I'm not getting them anything. My wife is getting them signs and uh, other things that they need during the uh, during the time that they're going to be watching the polls. All right, so you're running against two. I'm running against Casey Tucker for Second Division Circuit Court, and that's for Pulaski and Perry County. Now you've had really good. You you've been uh, a judge before, correct? That's correct. I was Little Rock District Judge in. Uh, 2017 and 18. And they gave you high, high marks for what you did while you were judge. For some reason, the Bar Association voted me judge of the year both years that I served. And I was appointed by by Asa both times to serve on those. So I was, I mean, I was, I feel very humbled to uh, have been been given that honor. So how are things looking for you? Well, I mean, that's the whole thing is, you don't know in a pandemic. You know, we, we can't run polls because our, our money goes to, mostly to advertising, which uh, I'm advertising on this station. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I mean, it's you – know, my people are telling me we're getting good reaction at the, uh, at the polling locations that they're at, which is, is always a positive thing. So what is it that you want the voters to know about you, Hugh? What, what, what are the things that you want them to focus on when they go to the poll? Why should they use their little device to uh, punch your, your button? Well, I mean, you hit on the biggest thing is you know, the whole time for the last basically year and a half, we've been saying experience matters. And it's not a, it's, it, being a lawyer isn't easy. But it's a lot easier than making the decisions and being the judge. And I've done that for almost two years. 
uh, I've heard these kinds of cases that we're going to hear in, in circuit court because district judges have a circuit court docket. I've presided over many, many dozens of contested hearings. I've, uh, I know how to run a docket. And, and the biggest thing is that, that not, knowing how to do something is very important. You don't have to take time to learn. I'm ready to go on day one. I mean, as, as you probably know from my, uh, my uh, commercials, I've been endorsed by every FOP in the county. Uh, I've got a lot of support from lawyers of all types. You know, most of the, and frankly, most of the lawyers are people that were on the other side of the bench against me when I was a prosecutor. Uh, and they know that I'm fair, I'm ethical, and I understand the system. And, and, and those are important things to, uh, to, to note when, when you're picking a judge. Did you have a question, Paul? Uh, so this is Paul Calvert here. As a yes, judge, sir. tell me what your philosophy is in regard to stare decisis or judicial precedent. Is it something that takes precedent over what you believe the Constitution would actually say, or do you believe that you have a, a duty to uphold precedent or stare decisis? Stare decisis, what you're talking about is absolute. I mean, you can't legislate and make law from the bench. You can't go with, well, I understand the law says this, but my personal opinion is that. You have, as a circuit court judge, these, the people appearing in front of you need consistency. And the only way that they get that is knowing that the judge is going to apply the law as it is, not as they want it to be. And that's, that's very important. Okay, so... And did you guys have any questions? you have any questions, uh, Iverson? No. Anything from you, R.D.? <clears throat> you know, though, this is R.D. The one thing I've experienced in some cases in in the lower courts, whenever you show up with documentation, it shows right and wrong and what a contract was. I've heard a judge say in court in Pulaski County, well, if I make both sides equal as equally as upset then i've i've rendered justice Mm -hmm. and uh, i appreciate what you said that there is a law and there is right and wrong and a contract has a meaning that should be able to be determined by the law so you know uh, have you have you seen judges do that before where they just try to see if they can go down the middle so not to make anybody equally mad you're, you're talking about splitting the baby right right exactly well, I mean, most most of the time, and especially in what I do, I mean, I've been, I was a, I was a prosecutor for twenty five years. There's my my side and then the other side, and you're trying to convince the jury or the judge one way or the other. Seldom do we have those splitting the baby kind of things because the person's either guilty or not guilty. And I, I think if you get into a situation as a judge and you're trying to make both people feel like they won something so that they go away a little bit happy, I think you're, you're not serving justice. And in, in these cases are going to be domestic and probate. So you're talking about kids' lives. You're talking about custody and child support and things like that. And, and the emphasis has to be on the, on the kids and their upbringing and their health and welfare. So 
talk about splitting the baby. Those things literally are, are could happen in these situations, and you you want to make sure that you're doing the best for them rather than making somebody feel like they won something. So. So yeah, I, I I just don't think that's a, a good approach. So you're dealing well, with, in, you. in this case, would be a ch- child custody type issue. Is that is that a lot of what you would be dealing with as a judge? Um, well, in this division, all the new judges are going to be doing domestic or probate. So yes, uh, it, it would be divorces, uh, you know, domestic orders of protection, things like that. As well as uh, probating and guardians, probating wills, guardianships, things like that. So, and, so for the average yeah. Arkansan that would come before you uh, during probate, what's the best way a family can arrange their affairs so that probate is basically taken out of the mix? Well, with probate, the best thing that you can do is have. A, a validly executed will, because that's going to say what you want to happen with whether it's your your kids or your uh, your possessions. I mean, I know this firsthand. Um, in 2008, my wife Kim passed away, and, and she had a daughter from from a prior marriage, and her her ex hadn't seen her her daughter who was 14 at the time for. It, you know, five or three, or I think there's just four or five years, and her will uh, stated that she wanted me to raise her daughter, and we had to go to court. I mean, and, and I'm telling you, uh, you're I'm grieving my wife, Cassie. Her daughter is grieving her mother, and, and the man who hadn't seen her in in five years is fighting for custody, and we we had to go and convince the judge what was in the best interest of of her daughter wow. and and having Kim's wishes there playing his day in the will that helped. And, and I, I mean, it gave, it gave me a better perspective also as a, as a judge, you know, you know having gone through this and sitting on the other side and, and praying that the judge makes the right decision. I mean, it, it, it focused how important all these cases are. It, it may be just one case for the judge, but it's the only case for that person who's who's involved in it. That's kind of interesting. And, and, a lot of times we think of a will being about our property or things like monetary value, but uh, I guess I didn't haven't thought about it very much as far as um, custody of, of right. a child if a, if a parent dies. And I guess that is a it's a reality because the fact is that parents die young sometimes, and somebody somebody has to take children. That's right. Hugh, we thank you for your time. Appreciate you joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good luck tomorrow. And uh, we'll be reporting the uh, results tomorrow evening here on uh, 101.1 FM. The answer will start at 7 o'clock, so tune in. Thanks for having me. I hope you get feeling better. Yeah, I hope you do get feeling better. Okay, we'll talk to to Hugh hopefully tomorrow night as a victor. we got a break, 620, Dave Ellswick Show. Power panels here, Iverson, R.D., and Paul are all sitting across from me in the studio. We'll be back to talk about a lot of things here on the Dave Ellswick Show. About 93 million people have already voted in the United States. Wow. So we'll have to see how many more vote tomorrow. What was the last election? About 140 million, 130 million? Something like that, yeah. So, you know, people have been voting for three weeks. Yeah now and uh, 
I wonder if there's people who voted for Biden who are looking at all of these stories now about his son that are having buyer's remorse. I think I've heard some of that. I think I've heard that there is some of that going on where people well, doesn't have, matter. have already it's voted. Too late. Right. Uh, not not in every state from what I understand. Yeah, that. you, can, you, can, you can Yeah, you can I go back and change you can, your ballot. That's yeah, that's in some states. Nuts. In some states. How do they pull that off? Well, you know, again, states. States uh, right. if, they have, if they have secret ballots, how do they go back and say, oh, we're going to let you pull your ballot back well, out? Well, your name is on your ballot. You know, they can find your ballot. Wow. Yeah, but so, so basically like they got a filing cabinet in the back? <laughs> they got a box. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's scary. That's, that's scary. scary right they there. got a box. They yeah. ought to be locked up but safe. Yeah. got a box and they yeah. got a pen. Yeah, and they got a, you know, got a box and a pen. So. Uh, and they got a cell phone, too. Yes. But they do. Well, you, you know, and those uh, people who are having Biden's remorse, <laughs> they should uh, they say we still, we still got about 50 million then or 40, 50 million that haven't voted. That's correct. So that's, that's enough to swing an election. Oh, hugely. So if you've already voted for Biden and you want to change your vote, call a few of your friends that have not voted. And tell them why you want to change their vote and let them be a surrogate for you. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess you can go find two people. Don't, find don't two add people. your votes to mine. As, exactly. Cancel mine out. So we know by the margin of victory for the last, uh, electoral victory for the last presidential election, that a few hundred thousand people is all you need. Well, what, what was it in Wisconsin? Just a little over 2,000 oh, votes? Yeah. And uh, what's Michigan, like 10,000? Yeah. Not Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, I think it was. No, Pennsylvania. It was close. It was, uh, so there were a lot of close states. And this one is when Donald Trump was an unknown. He has a record now. I was listening to, uh, was it Hugh comes on before? Yeah, Hugh Hewitt. Hewitt. And he, w- he was uh, uh, having people call in that did not vote for Donald Trump the first election but are going to are voting for him or have voted for him this election and why. And that was really interesting, you know, listening to that. So I think we have a lot of people that did not vote for Donald Trump uh, that are voting for him this time because he has a record now. Now, one of the biggest lies that Biden has sold to the American people is that he is not going to raise their taxes of anybody who makes under four hundred thousand dollars Of course, he has to. He has to because he says he's going to get rid of the Trump tax cuts, which came out to be somewhere between thirty-five and six thousand dollars per family. Oh, that's not much. Hmm. Remember Nancy Pelosi? That's not, not not much. Yeah, for yeah. Rich, Nancy these Pelosi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her ice it? cream is twelve dollars a, a quart. <laughs> who, who was it that a said pint. no new taxes? <laughs> oh, that was George Bush. Yeah, George, George Bush. George the senior. Read my lips. And it cost him an election. It cost him an election. That's about the first election I, I really kind of start remembering. It. No, it wasn't just no new taxes. Remember, they, there you go. It's read my, read my, read my lips. lips. No, no new, new taxes. taxes. That's exactly yep. what he said. And I, I said, keep that in mind for Biden, because he told that lady, look in my eyes. Yeah. Look they, in my eyes. They no do. They, I know we got these young ones over here. But do you remember what George Bush, you know, no new taxes. Remember what the deal he cut with the Democrats yes. for the new taxes? Uh, I think it was what like was five that? cent. It was on the, it was a gas tax, I believe it was. Oh, was it? it was yeah. a, oh, that's the best kind. It was, it was a gas oh. tax. And, the, the, uh, the hidden kind, they, the one you yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, have to show to you. Yeah, said, they rob know, everybody equally. I know, <laughs> I promise no new taxes, but, but we've got to do this. And the Democrats, <laughs> boy, uh, boy, boy, they, they, they won. Man. They won. And they won. 
They like, won. Yeah, that they commercial won. played over and over. <laughs> Read my lips. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. Saw it over and over again. I remember being so disappointed with him. All right. News. We'll be back in a second. 25 minutes till 7. We are one day away from Election Day. Uh, we did some checking, and yes, you can still early vote today. Polls will be open for you to early vote. And as I uh, told you, it's a little over 93 million people have early voted already. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled over the uh, weekend that I believe it's Pennsylvania can count absentee ballots up to nine days after the election. That's crazy. That's just plain crazy. I don't, can you turn your I mean, homework look, in nine days like it? Here's the key. Artie, here's the key. If you're going to do that, just leave the polls open for nine days after the after the election. Yeah. Wow. They got to know how much they need to cheat for the nine days. Well, that's the problem. And they need a total so they know how many, you know, rest homes. Wow, to... we found a bunch of boxes yeah. over here. Remember, that's <laughs> what happened in California the last uh, cycle. Uh, they had two uh, Republican uh, Congress people that were up by, I think, nine and 11 points almost. Mm-hmm. And they kept counting ballots until. Recounting. They lost. <laughs> they lost. So, wow. It was predetermined. <laughs> That's kind of like that. It was predetermined. Dave, I think California is going to be a big shocker. I think I think you know, Biden will win yeah. California, but I don't think he's going to win it by the percentages that they believe exactly. he'll win it. Yep. I think. You know, uh, just think about it. Could California come back to the Republican Party? Is that doing when it gets so that bad? Is that, is that possible? When it gets bad have enough, there the, it will. I mean, how much have they hit the bottom of the barrel <laughs> yet? That's, yeah. a, that's a deep bottom. I mean, that's they exactly have hit the bottom right. now. With all the thing, all the forest fires they have because they won't do okay, uh, so you know, management, forestry management. Won't do. Yeah. So it was not Pennsylvania. It is North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Who can they, count says, ballots up to nine days after? Now, take a look at that, Paul. That story. Does it say? That the ballots must be postmarked by election yeah, day. Yeah, so it says the Supreme Court on Wednesday allowed the c- counting of ballots in North Carolina received up to nine days after the election, as long as the ballots are postmarked by election day. Okay, well, I don't have as much problem with that as I would have if yeah it didn't matter about the postmark on it. Well, let's think about this. What state in the union would it take? To get nine ballots, I mean, nine days. nine days to get in-state mail. And I know some of them may have come from out-of-state. Very few. They don't have much faith in the post but, office. About, about, but about usually the, in-state mail is, is one to three days. So so about the only place where this would apply is if you were out of the country on a military base somewhere. So if it was postmarked, if you're in Afghanistan. Well, haven't done that before. You know, you you get your ballot in mm-hmm. a lot sooner. And you think about right. how, how long we've been talking about these mail-in ballots for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why would anyone wait right. until well, APOs the day get before? here a lot faster oh, yeah. than people think yes. they get here. Yes, they do. It yes, doesn't do. take as long. APO is the designation for where you are in the world. Mm-hmm. Was it APO and PPO? Is that what it was? Uh, well, Mil- Army. I'm APO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, APO, somewhere yeah. it's APO. So bottom line is... Uh, they really work hard to, to get, get those ballots back quickly. Yeah, for uh, military, military men and women. Yeah, mm-hmm. you military. know, to be counted. 
Did you see what uh, the uh, Boston Globe Associated, uh, Associate Editor, Renee Graham, said uh, over the weekend in a tweet? It was a picture of one side. Let's see if I got the picture here, guys, so I can show it to you. I don't think that I, the picture printed out. It did not. It was a picture of a Trump rally with the American flag and the Trump 2020 flags on the back of a pickup trucks, right? Fluttering in the breeze. Then on the other side, it was ISIS with the ISIS flag fluttering in the breeze. And here's what it said. She captured captioned the tweet this way. See the difference? Me neither. Oh, wow. She compared <laughs> Trump supporters to ISIS followers. And a lot of people went after her uh, radio host, uh, Sebastian Gorka, who you oh, hear yeah. on 101. Oh, yeah. Yes, you moron. <laughs> the left is a group of patriots who love America and our Judeo-Christian <laughs> civilization. The right are savages who kill Christians, Jews, atheists, and apostate Muslims, and you're still an imbecile. <laughs> So, so we've, we've we've got a Muslim group that probably actually ex- executes homosexuals and and transvestites slash transsexuals. And Did then you we say have, might? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, there do. is no if might they, about if they, it. If they find them, if they catch them, and 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 then we have the Trump supporters who just simply want to be left alone by homosexuals. They don't. The Trump supporters. Aren't generally speaking anyway. They're not. They're want, not wanting to make it illegal for people to engage in homosexuality or do their transgender garbage. No, you live they're your just, life. Let the next guy live live there. Just right, don't try to impose. Just, right. And so, so many conservatives. They're not really wanting to to outlaw this sexual perversion stuff. They just want people to leave them alone. It's like, dude, I, I don't, I don't really want you to engage in that kind of sin. But if you're going to do it, don't make me. Don't make, don't make me participate in it by helping you and and, and helping you advertise and, and help me make making cakes to help you celebrate this this mess. Just leave us alone, and and, and we'll leave you alone. Well, on the other hand, she can't see the difference. No. Well, <laughs> what's at stake at this election is our republic. If you look at Europe right now, there's leaders in Europe making decisions for an entire country that doesn't make any difference if you're in a rural area or if you're in London or if you're out in the country they're making one decision in London people say but that's not what Biden stands for Biden stands for let me just give you a, a little a little piece a national mandate that you must wear a mask and 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 we have to shut the economy all the way mm-hmm. down except yeah. for a few essentials mm-hmm. Except for, and I don't know what those are, but last time, uh, you know. You don't have to shut casinos. casinos. Churches have to be shut down. <laughs> shut, casinos yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah, the Supreme, uh, yeah, the Supreme Court. But that's exactly what's at stake. One thing on the Republican platform is more local a decision is made in government, the better decision is made. Because absolutely. the same rule doesn't apply all no. across the entire country the same. There needs to be... Uh, a republic, so each state can make its own decisions for, and it's, it's best when the state lays it up baby. to the county. Yes, all the way. All so the way. Uh, that's what at stake. I guess everybody else on the left wants somebody in Washington that yes, makes everybody do. else do. do what they want them to do. That's exactly right. So they want to take our freedom away from yep. us. But see, they only the people on the left 
make a really boneheaded decision about that. They want a strong centralized government, a very strong centralized government, because they believe the government will always rule in their favor. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's so, what they think. You know, you know a few a few hundred years that ago, that is laughable. There, there were there was a, a religion. There were some religious groups that were doing what's best for the people. They would impose their religion on other people. And, well, this is good for you. We, we, we need to keep you from hurting yourselves. We keep you from going to hell. And so then they, they, would, they would enforce their religious views on um, their fellow man through government mandates and such. And how is this different? Yes, the Democrats and, and those on the left, they're wanting to enforce their ideas, their, their secular, immoral ideas in many cases, on others because they think it's good for us. How is that different than these religious groups several hundred years ago? Yeah. What have I I always said on this show? If you go far enough to the left, you get totalitarianism. If you go far enough to the right, you get totalitarianism. (laughs) That's exactly what you get. No difference. And and, and in both cases, the issue is it's violence that's unjustified against people that that shouldn't be um, um, aggressed against. Well, it should be freedom. Well, that's it. I like Ben Dominic. He is the co-founder of The Federalist. And here's what he said about the associate editor of Boston Globe saying, uh, you see the difference between Trump supporters and ISIS? Me neither. Um, he said, Ford versus Toyota. Because everybody on the, basically on the left is driving a Ford. And, and all the ISIS people are driving a, a Toyota. He says, oh, wait, right. The beheadings. Who created ISIS? Yeah. Who created ISIS? Well, crazy Muslims over there. With the help of an American president? Oh, yeah. Well, Obama left a vacuum. Yeah, he left a vacuum. So that's what happens. And when there's ever a vacuum, something will fill it. If ISIS belonged to any party, it's the Democrat party. It's their JV team, remember? Yeah, they didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't do anything. You know, so, that, that was that's the case. Their J- didn't JV do anything to stop them. All right. I'm taking a look here. I got, we got Carol. Is that who it is? All right. Carol's on the line. Hey, Carol, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show today. Good morning, Dave. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the um, Mr. Finkelstein's race. Yes. Uh, family, family Council sends out a large questionnaire, has all kinds of questions on it, to every candidate. And that's how they come down one side or the other on who they endorse. Mm-hmm. And they have endorsed Mr. Finkelstein. Sure. So uh, for good. FYI, Family Council has endorsed him. Uh, that's great. Because, did, did of, his... because of the answers on or the lack thereof, I find way back when Jerry first started with uh, started the uh, Family Council, and that was back during the Clinton era, um, They people that didn't want to tell you that they were, say, pro-abortion, they just wouldn't answer it. So you can tell a lot by what they don't answer on the questionnaire, you know, because they don't want to commit one way or the other. And so just FYI, that goes on. <laughs> oh, I agree. And if the person who's running against somebody and the one person answered that questionnaire and the other one didn't, I would always, I would look at the answers first but I figure what their answers will be, but I would make sure I vote for the person who answered the questionnaire, not for the person right. who refused That's it. That's right. Absolutely. Exactly. They were honest and, and upfront, and this is how I am. So I go for that every time. All right. We Good appreciate job. your anyway, call. That, that, 
All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, she's exactly right. That's that's something that they uh, uh, they do. The family council does a great oh, job, yeah. and that's been out there for quite some time yeah. already. Yeah, we've used their voters' uh, guide for years at our church. You know, make them available to the parishioners. All right, guys, we got to get a break in. We got one more break this hour, then we'll finish it up. When we come back, uh, Byron York says the uncounted Trump voter is a real deal. And uh, he's got a great article that's uh, uh, out on, I think, uh, the Washington Examiner. And uh, I'll make sure that gets over on my my Facebook page for you to read. We got more coming your way. Power panel is here. Paul's here. RD is here. Iverson's here. Jan's feeling a little under the weather and didn't want to take any chances, so she stayed home. More coming your way in a moment. All right, back with you. Get Around Jim joins us. What's up, Get Around? Hey, man, it's it's kind of crazy times. Uh, it, tell me something. Is it possible that Donald Trump could go like 395 to 400 without the uh, mail-in ballots being counted or absentee ballots being what, counted on the... What are you, are you talking about? On the electoral on the, votes? Yeah. I mean, is it possible that he could really do a landslide like that? Anything's possible. I'm going yeah, to talk. It would be, it, it would be outstanding. Yeah, it sure would. Just, I'm, I'm going to talk. I'll tell you what. It would make it harder for the other side to, to cheat. But Exactly. Uh, I'm, but, I'm, uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm, another little thing that I heard on Friday that I'd like to bring up, because the power panel's there, and they should know a little bit more about it. But uh, we've been fighting this eight lanes of bridge across the river in on interstate 30 for some time and i heard something about uh they said they can't use state money for any highways that are more than four lane or add lanes to a four lane already highway i'd like some explanation or more on that and if it does affect the 30 corridor and then putting the extra lanes on the bridge because uh you know i've told you a dozen times that until they fix the 40, 67, uh, 30 corridor and the 5, 30, 4, 40, and 30 corridors, those junctions, they're never going to stop the problem of the people getting killed on the 30 Midtown Beltway. No, I, it, I, I agree. You can't just you can't just open up a small area and then let the other area be a bottleneck. And I, I I just hope this decision that the court handed down really affects that because they're they're out there do, redoing all these exit ramps uh, up and down thirty now. I mean they're all under construction, and I'm like, what's going on that I haven't heard anything about? Because I'm a big opponent of them putting two extra lanes on that thirty bridge. Okay, so you're referring to a story. Uh, that the Arkansas Supreme Court has ruled that the half-cent sales tax that everybody will, and thanks for your call, Gitterunchen, that everybody's voting on, on issue one, if you pass that, it can't be used for the I-30 crossing project. Uh, It says that the Arkansas Supreme Court ruled Thursday that the state transportation department can't use money from the half-cent sales tax on construction on highways that are wider than four lanes, which would include the I-30 crossing project. In 2012, voters approved the measure, and we all know what went down about all of that. It was supposed to be going away here in another couple of years, and 
the, the governor is asking you to, you know, carry that tax on, uh, asking you to vote a tax on yourself. Well, that money can't be used on any highway More than four to build, exp, exp, express it out to six lanes, That's let's say. You don't, you don't think the Arkansas Department of Transportation knew that when they started that project? Here's what I know. <laughs> I know that when there's money available, it's funny how it can get caught up in uh, the washing machine oh, yes. of how they get money to different uh, people. And it ends up getting there whether it's supposed to or not. Or not. Yeah, they just find it's kind of like a, a bypass surgery. If one get blocked, they just come around and put in, and run a different bypass so the, around get to get it from yeah out. yeah get it from somewhere else. So anyway, that that's the big story right now. Uh, too bad that it came out now and didn't come out about two months ago. Yeah. So they, they, that's, uh, been, that. that's if I understand it correctly, that is one of the things that they've been pushing and and talking about this that this new sales tax increase could be used for. Isn't is that not yep. the case? So. Well, they're they're saying that that half cent sales tax is going to be the panacea for all highways in Arkansas. I want you to think about that. It's a little over two hundred million dollars. That ain't the a panacea, year. and they've had that money for since twenty what twenty twelve twenty twelve. And, and it hasn't Le- been the panacea since then. Leslie Rutledge came out to say she was disappointed about the ruling that she thought after the voters approved that in 2012 that in good faith it would be okay to go ahead and spend it on that project. Okay. And uh, she does support. I've she been told she it. supports the, the, the new tax. Yes, she does. It's a new tax, people. It's not the same tax. It's a new tax. Yep. Yeah, they, she does. She was at the uh, the governor's press conference in the rotunda, as was Joyce Elliott, who was in you know asked to come to it. So she's in favor of it too. Huh? Well, of course she is. Wow. Absolutely. It's just well, kind of hard to guess because we've we've got we've got Democrats and Republicans opposed to it, which is just it's just kind of bizarre. I heard a while back that the young Repub- young Democrats came out opposed. Yeah, Josh to this thing. Silverstein Josh announced Silverstein, that on yeah. my show. I mean, it's it's just well, this tax hits everybody. It's yeah. just kind of a it, it's the 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 following to to try to kill it is just kind of an interesting conglomeration of people. And I don't know if we pass. Uh, I guess if we pass the half cent, we still stay at number two for the most tax, you know, state uh, sales tax mm. in the country. But uh, we'll we'll see. Think about that for a moment too. Your sales tax puts us number two in the United States for the most sales tax in the state, and number forty in road quality. There mm. you go. All right. Wow. Let's get a break. That's a we'll be back. Difference. We got a lot more to talk about. I want to talk about the hidden Trump vote. It's a real deal. Brian York uh, had a great article about it, and I'll make sure that I put it up on my Facebook page so you can read it. But I'll, uh, I'm going to pull some stuff out of it as we get to, to back from uh, the news. That's up next. Power panels here. Iverson Jackson, R.D. Hopper, and Paul Calvert all sitting in the studio right now on the Dave Ellswick Show. Elsewhere! 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 El
for the second hour of today's uh, Dave Ellswick show, last live hour, and then we'll be on at 6 o'clock this evening again to talk further about uh, the election. Uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, the uh, second district here in just a few moments, the, uh, the run between Joyce Elliott and French Hill, and uh, what we're seeing there. We'll talk about that. But right now, you've, you've been hearing sometimes, not very often, you don't hear it on CNN. You don't hear it on MSNBC. Uh, you'll hear it some on Fox and One American News. I know they talk about the hidden Trump vote. So what is the hidden Trump vote? Uh, the hidden Trump vote is the amount of people who will not say publicly that they're going to vote for Donald Trump because they're afraid of the blowback that may occur because of that. There may not be any turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah. They might be having bologna and cheese. (laughs) That's possible. Well, Brian York, Byron York, wrote a really good article about uh, this in the Washington Examiner. And I haven't sent it yet to uh, uh, Elizabeth, but I will forward it to her after I get off the air and make sure that she puts it on my uh, Facebook page. And if you're not part of my Facebook page, What's wrong with you? I mean, all you got to do is ask. You just put, you just punch yes, and you're in. Yeah, like, you know, right. I let anybody in too. By the way, uh, all I will say is, if you're not cordial, I can let you out as fast as I let you <laughs> there in. You go. Just so you know, uh, a man who came to President Trump's giant rally at a local airport on Saturday uh, said he knew someone who planned to vote for Trump felt so intimidated and he didn't say he's going to vote for him because uh, he wouldn't say it publicly I asked him who it was it was his mother he answered but she would kill him if she found out that he told anyone quote there are a lot of people are too afraid to put up a sign for Trump my wife's one of those I put up Trump Pence in my front yard, and she asked me to take it down. She, oh, she didn't wow. want her. She was worried. Out. Yeah, she's worried that somebody would drive by, see it, and throw rocks at the house or something. Goodness. Uh, he explained that it, his neighborhood, more than an hour away, was mixed between Trump and Biden voters. I don't think that's the case in my neighborhood, and uh, black and white voters. During the protest that followed the death of George Floyd, he said. I pulled the Trump magnet off my Jeep. Everybody took their signs down. People don't want to be a target. Uh, At some pro-Trump events around Pennsylvania in the last week, the president's event, a big road rally that stretched over three states, a small event for Trump volunteers and activists uh, featuring Ivanka Trump, and in other and other conservatives, a large number of people who openly support Trump said they knew someone personally who was going to vote for the president but would not publicly acknowledge doing so. They pointed to the most difficult question of the campaign, how to measure the true number of people who will vote for the president. The phenomena of so-called shy Trump voters is without any doubt real, but how big is it? 
here's how big I think it is. I think it may be as much as 20-25%. Might be. I, I, I think right. part of the thing, so we're trying to go off of polls, but how do you even get accurate polls now with people on cell, people have cell phones, hardly anybody has landlines that they use. I have a landline at my well, house. Well, they call, they call cell phones now. They do, yeah. I know. But I've how been polled twice in the how last many of us uh, three weeks. Answer those things and, and I do. do. Do you? I do. I, I'm just not inclined to in many cases, and it's just one. I don't know who these people are, and I'm not inclined to just tell them, tell random strangers stuff that I believe about various different things. And so I'm, I'm not necessarily inclined to do that. I think it's quite possible. That I have people, a lot of fun with it. Well, yeah, I, I imagine you do. I imagine you would. Um, Good day. But I could, I could see a lot of other people kind of having the same attitude that they don't want to. One, they don't want to waste their time on it, and, and two, they don't want to. Um, Send that to, to, to me. give strangers right. random information about themselves. Well, we're on the radio, Paul. There may be some strangers there, out there here listening be. to some random information <laughs> right. today. Right. Yeah. But, it's, right. it's true. But the key is, is I, I've known some people that said, when I asked them who they're going to vote for, he said, well, I'd rather not talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you're going to vote for Trump. And they go, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, don't, they don't make yeah. it public knowledge. And to me... That's really sad in our country. Well, there were some people that stuck their neck out to give us the ability to go out and vote. I mean, they put they signed the Declaration of Independence and put every put their neck on the line. Mm-hmm. And then you got people that are afraid that that uh, somebody's well, going to find out. Well, and, retali- and, uh, no. the retaliation is real by government officials and whoever else because the fact is that we we live in a in a society that's highly regulated. And regulators and bureaucrats can really mess your life up. They yeah, can but, really hurt you. Yeah, Listen, but people don't need to be ruled Or these intimidation groups that people are more concerned about. I think it's more the intimidation groups that people Maybe. are concerned I'm, I'm about. I'm not sure. Um, or wacko probably, neighbors. You can't be like ruled that. by fear, though. You can't if you're going to be ruled by fear, <clears throat> then you're never going to be happy. You're going to be like the wind blowing in all well, different well, consider directions. Consider this, R.D. Consider this. If, if, I, if I'm a secret Trump voter... What's more important for me to put a sign in my yard and assure everybody I'm not afraid, or to hit the Trump, uh, you know, it's name? important to vote when I vote and yeah. let all those. Both, how we both, say Apple both hotels, are important. Both are important, but what's the most important? The sign is not for the sign Trump. is not going to get Trump elected. That's right. But voting for him will, and will get four more years, just like the last time. You know, so you have you have a lot of groups, uh, black conservative roots. Uh, you can see that group on Facebook. And so you have a lot of that out there. But, you know, if someone doesn't want to put a sign in the yard, I get it. I get it. But what's important is getting Trump four more years. Listen to me. You, to have, you have the you have the facts on your side. Yeah. If you're a Trump supporter, you have the facts on your side. Many of the things that Joe Biden says are lies, mm-hmm. just flat out lies. Some of the things that Joyce Elliott says, to most. <laughs> yeah, many of the things that Joyce Elliott says are lies. I get a kick out of her commercials when they come in. Typically, I just turn the sound off. But uh, you know, I've heard where she says, "You know, I've been called everything by French Hill." No, you no, haven't. No, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. The only thing that you've been to- called is not being truthful yep. on Social Security and Medicare. And which, you have which she has you, a record yeah. to prove that. Yeah, and you know, you know that Trump and 
French Hill are firmly for Social Security and Medicare. Yes. Not against it. Right. They've done things to to shore it up. To shore it up. And, yeah. and so, you know, if you don't know that, you don't deserve to be elected. Right. And if you do know that and you're saying it, then you're just a liar. Amen. I mean, that's what it comes down to. That's exactly right. So keep that keep that in mind as you go to the polls. How do, how are you finding it in in the in, in the black suburbs around um, Central Arkansas? Does 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 French have quite a few followers? Well, I, I think uh, I'm say, I'm going to say yes, yes he does. He has followers, and again, it, it, it's back to the same thing um, that many people are not going to voice that. Yeah, their, I can their, understand their, their that support. too. But when they go to vote, you know, they're they, they going to vote for French Hill. I, I sincerely believe that. One of the other things is that, um, you know, getting out into the communities, which we, we were doing this weekend, of course. You, uh, you, went, you went out kind of in, in the south Little Rock area. No, no, no. We were we were downtown, uh, no, midtown uh, Little Rock on Broadway and uh, Daisy Bates. Okay, and, right, that's midtown. You, know, and then you, yeah. you said you also went to And then University we also Ash, went to right. Colonel Glenn. And university right over by Euler there. And uh, at very positive, very positive experience. I was telling Dave, about 98% positive. You're going to have you know, a, someone a few that, that says a few things, yeah. flip you off a time or two. But tell, if you can't you handle how, that, you're, you're the wrong business. One, huh? They're just talking yeah. about their Saying IQ. I'm telling you how you're number one <laughs> yeah, with their yeah. middle finger. Right, right, right. But, but, you know, you wouldn't have seen that of just a few years ago. You, you just wouldn't have seen mm-hmm. that type of activity. You wouldn't have seen French Hill signs down in southeast Pulaski County mm-hmm. in that area, and we're seeing them there now, and it's not just one person putting them out. Mm-hmm. So I think things are See, that's shifting. Important. Things are changing. That's important because Joyce Elliott is <clears throat> is uh, depending on a huge turnout in Pulaski County. Absolutely. Now, even when Vic Snyder was uh, the District 2 congressman, I don't think he ever – when if he did go over sixty percent, it wasn't that far over sixty percent, mm-hmm. and things have changed dramatically, dramatically since Vic Snyder was congressman from District Two. You know, no matter what your background you are, or what what type of American you are, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a Christian and you read the uh, platform of the Democratic Party. You know, maybe this is a good sign that people are going back to church and and, and, and voting their morals. Right. Some people say you separate politics from morals. You can't you do cannot, that. You, you cannot, cannot do you that. You cannot do that. So that may be a good sign that, that people are thinking about you can't, the you most cannot, important uh, things. You cannot have child uh, uh, offering a child up as a sacrifice, meaning abortion, as part of your platform and still say that you're in line with the uh, with the Holy Scriptures. You know, with the Bible or with Christian beliefs and values to to uh, uh, murder and that and that word and uh, uh, the uh, thou shalt not kill. The word there is murder. murder. It is not it is not the word for manslaughter. It's not the word for sacrifice for uh, animal sacrifice. It is the word for doing harm with premeditation to murder with the that with that intent in mind. And and if unborn babies aren't safe with the left, then no then, one then no one's no safe. One is. No especially one is. the elderly. Yes, especially the elderly or someone uh that maybe has some type of terminal disease or, or uh, like remember Terry Shiver? Yes. That whole case with yeah, her, how they, they starved her to death? I mean, how cruel is that? So it's not about choice. 
You know, it's not about choice. It's about well, and, the and inhumanity. That, and that just comes down to the depraved nature of, of some of these people on the left is that they don't they don't value human, human life. life. And that's the issue is that they, they don't recognize the humanity. Only when it that's only so, only when it benefits their argument. That's so Two hundred twenty eight thousand Americans have died from covid. Yeah. Yeah, let's find out what and three, are and how, 3, many, how many people Americans die every day from abortion. There you go. All right, got to get a break in. It's uh, 18 after 7 on a Monday, day before Election Day. It's all going to be over tomorrow. No, it's not. It's not going to be over tomorrow. And it's not going to be over even nine days after tomorrow. This is a divided country. There's going to be a lot of fallout and blowback after the election is all over with. Let me tell you something that uh, you don't want any blowback on. You don't want to be calling up the roofing company and saying, hey, you came out here, gave me a new roof, and I still got water coming in my house. That's not a good thing. You want to keep it from happening? Then call PI Roofing, 707-3551, 707-3551. Joel Johnson and his crews are going to do a great job of taking care of you. Look, someone from... Uh, PI Roofing doesn't even get on your roof until Joel Johnson tests them and sees if they can put a shingle on the correct way, if they can put the felt down correctly, put the wood down correctly, all the necessary components of a sound roof. Keep that in mind. And keep in mind as well that when water gets through the shingles, the felt, and the wood, it gets into your insulation, starts destroying it, gets onto your drywall in your house, starts destroying it, and on top of that, you might start getting mold, which can destroy your health. So do the right thing. Call PI Roofing, 707-3551. Do the right thing for your pocketbook. Do the right thing for your family's health. Do the right thing for all that you own. Call PI Roofing, 707-3551, or visit them online. PIRoofing.com. All right. We are back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Iverson, at the break at the bottom of the hour, I'll come over there and we'll look at why you're trying to send me something in a text and it's not getting to me. I think I'm back to Mrs. Allred's class. We'd be cheating on the test on the front row, and she said, we got the blind leading the blind up here on the front row. <laughs> yeah. We needed to find R- some R-D new blood. Was, R.D. is supposed to be helping me with this <laughs> <Yeah>. thing here. <laughs> you got the wrong person to cheat <laughs> off of. Man. <laughs> need to get a 12-year-old up here. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they can get it done, that's for sure. Man. <laughs> All right, so here you go. Sam DeMarco. This is back to the, the Byron York article. Uh, a chairman... Uh, of the Republican Committee of Allegheny County, that would be in Pennsylvania, and also an elected Allegheny County councilman at large, said Allegheny County, which includes Democratic Pittsburgh, and by the way, the Pittsburgh Gazette today endorsed Donald Trump for president. Wow. Wow. First time they've endorsed a Republican in 50 years. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, may had something to do with fracking. They went, may have a little they bit went to do with Hillary fracking. Clinton with 56.5% of the vote in 2016 to Trump's 40%. In an interview Sunday, DeMarco said shy Trump voters most definitely exist in his county. Some are in the upper middle class suburbs where Trump supporters 
just don't want to deal with the social aspects of neighbors asking, how can you vote for that guy? But others are in traditional uh, Democratic strongholds. Uh, Last uh, look at the unions, DeMarco continued. What they endorse, they apply a lot of pressure on their guys to fall in line and support the candidate. That's not happening now. He mentioned a recent large oil and gas industry conference Mm. that included some local union leaders. They said they had given up on trying to get their guys to vote Biden, DeMarco recalled. I can't guess at the number, but if it's in law, if it's uh, in law enforcement, the buildings or the trade units, unions and oil and gas unions, those votes are voting Trump. Better believe it. Yeah, they're voting Trump. Hey, why? Why would anyone in Pennsylvania vote for uh, Joe Biden? Well, yeah, well, oh he, he got he they got sell windmills. He got like <laughs> one gas and oil company to endorse him, union endorse him, and yeah, I mean he was doing. Wonder a what happened jig. to their stock? Yeah, well, they were doing they were doing a jig. Problem is, just because someone who's at the top of a union says we're endorsing Doesn't Joe represent. Biden does not necessarily reflect the uh, the guys that are yeah. you know in there the what are they called uh, the, 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 the rank and file rank and, rank file. and file thank you the wage right. earners right and, and I think I think that's kind of true like here in the Arkansas State Police the the the, the top brass are, are heavy advocates for gun control against our rights but we don't know what the actual rank and fire file officer on the on the road actually uh, believes as far as our, our gun rights but we know for sure the top brass are, are just they're almost like moms demand action or maybe worse because of the the their influence to, to take away our rights and so i think there's really something to that idea that sometimes the leadership is far different from the rank and file well i will tell you this much that uh you put a sign out in your yard for trump there's a good possibility it won't be there the next day I mean, Jan talked about this all the time in front of her her business, oh, which yeah. is her home, too. Mm-hmm. She puts out the signs for Trump, and she's got to replace them the next day. Wow. Lots of sign thieves out there. Just just really is. Maybe so, they've never heard that, that, that they're actually breaking the law. Yeah, that well, is breaking well, but, but the but law. Know, we, we are that's... dealing with some people on the left that, that really think that theft is okay. Generally, they use the government to commit their theft for them. But, you know, if, if you really believe that, that it's okay for, for government to take from your neighbor to give to you, why is it really any different than you just going out and doing it yourself? Is it against the law to turn over police cars and burn them and, and break <laughs> windows? And, and All right. Rush is up. All right. Let me remind you a little housekeeping here to bring up the date of our election coverage. Uh, tomorrow night, there'll be no 6 o'clock edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, we'll join up with our uh, our network, the Salem uh, Broadcast Network, and they will start their coverage tomorrow night. Uh, at well, It's really at 5, but we won't get there until 6. Uh, at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, I, along with Elizabeth Sotolaro and Robert Steinbach, uh, will have coverage for you right here from the studio uh, from 7 o'clock until 10 o'clock. And then after that, we'll go back to Salem Radio Network's coverage, and they'll keep you up to date all night long. 
I'm expecting no results totally. Maybe it may take a couple days unless uh, these unknown Trump voters, these, quote, shy Trump voters come out in droves. And if they do, uh, you know, that might change things. But I don't know if it will or it it won't. So uh, just know, join us at uh, 6 o'clock. We'll start our coverage at 7 o'clock. We'll start our local coverage at 10 o'clock. We'll end, go back to national coverage at, uh, you know, 10 o'clock and continue it uh, all night long. On Wednesday, I won't be here since I'm staying up late on Tuesday night. I'm not getting up at 3.30 in the morning to come in here and do my show. Uh, Alan Kerr will be in here to fill in for me uh, on Wednesday. And uh, the the car guys will be here during their typical 6 o'clock p.m. So keep that all in mind. A little bit of changes going on this week because of uh, the election. But by Thursday, we'll be... Uh, might have a little bit of clarity as far Maybe. as the election well, goes. Well, because the thing is, if if we've got so many paper ballots that are coming in that have to be counted by hand, I guess, they have to be pulled out of envelopes and whatever else, and I'm assuming they really can't start doing that until um, election day, I guess, or maybe till after the polls close. Yeah, let me, let me give you what uh, John sent to me uh, about... Thurston. Uh, yeah, Thurston. He sent this to me uh, Wednesday of last week. Early vote totals through Tuesday of last week. 2020, 534,264 ballots have been cast. Uh, through Tuesday of 2016, only three, 347,150 ballots have been cast. So we're looking at almost 200,000 more votes at the machines. Absentee ballots requested, 130,629. The absentee ballots returned as of last Tuesday, 100,175. We're going to be counting for a while. Now, to be honest, count absentee ballots is not all that difficult. They put it in a machine and they they count them pretty quick. So do we know how that works? Do they have does it is it like these where the, like they used to take the standardized test where you fill out little bubbles with a pencil? I or think how so. That, I think that's what it is. So the computer reads it. Got to use a Type Two pencil, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> mm. You know, as long as it's not a hanging chad. Yeah, so it won't the, be so a hanging chad. So apparently, so the poll workers or whoever they are will have to pull the, the these things out of envelopes and stuff them in a machine. I suppose. Yeah, they got to put them in the machine. They got to run them through the machine. Wow. So just think about all these um, these states where all of their voting was done through mail-in ballots. Well, I've talked to the people in Cabot, and a lot of of the poll workers are telling people after they get done voting, they take their card and they put it in in a box. Right. So they're telling them to be sure to check at least the president on top and make sure that it's correct before Mm -hmm. you drop it in the box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you go up and put it in. Yeah, I look at the whole thing. I look at the whole thing. Every issue everything to make sure this is exactly what i desire to have on that car but when you get a hundred thousand of them and, and they're and they're pulling them out of envelopes they're not going to be checking oh, well, one of them that's not running it through it yeah. yeah we're just talking about the individual yeah, right. yeah, yeah i know it but i'm saying yourself. they don't have that check system no, when you mail no, it in like that no. just keep that in mind 
Willie joins us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. What's up, Willie? Hey, Dave. Yeah. It, what scares me, Dave, if Biden gets elected, more incidents like the Kate Stanley incident will happen. Well, you're probably true. You know, that's a, that's a good possibility because we know that uh, Biden firmly sits on the side of illegal immigration. Yes. You're right. You're right. You know, he, he has, and he's kind of made that sure. We need to build that wall. Remember what he said, if I'm elected president within six months, I'll have a path to citizenship. <laughs> it probably is if you're illegal, hold your hand up. Oh, citizen. <laughs> we need to build that wall, Dave. Well, they're building it. They got, what, 400 miles 400? done? Yeah. You know, but it well, is, we have a, he we said have a that 1,952-mile border with Mexico. I know. Biden says that he'll stop building the wall as soon. The day of his inauguration, he'll stop the, the financing on the wall. And let immigration, illegal immigration continue. Open oh, borders. Course. Democrats Absolutely. want open borders. And there are some Republicans that want open borders, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, Willie. Thanks for your call. Have you voted already? Yes, sir. Did you vote another time just for good, good you know? <laughs> I voted last week. Oh, okay. You, don't forget to show up to polls tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, Dave. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. That's me going back to my Chicago days. What can I say? Vote early, vote, vote often. Early. Vote early, vote, vote grandma, often. And if, you're, grandma. and if somebody died in your, vote, in your family, vote for them. For them. I'm just saying. Not for them to be the the person, but whoever you think that they should be voting for. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's but that's a going joke up in up in the north and around the Chicago areas. My grandfather's rolling in his grave. Why? Because he's voting Democrat for the <laughs> first, first time, time in his life. <laughs> you know, another, you know, another batch of those secret voters. They're not secret voters, but people who haven't voted for decades. And now we're coming out, coming saying, out to vote, coming out to vote, and they're voting. It happened four years ago too. Yeah. In our district, it's like sixty percent of the people that voted four years ago come out to vote for Trump hadn't voted in, in uh, six to ten years. Wow! So, well, and I, I will just say this about what's going on in uh, Lono County because people were talking in the line. I never heard the word Biden. The whole time I was in line, it was all Trump, 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 Trump. That's all it was. In Lone Oak County, it's the other way around. You better be a silent Biden voter. Yeah. Really? In, in Lone Oak County. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. So, so, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say if you said you were voting for him, I would, I would get into a conversation of why. Mm-hmm. So I heard something or read something actually on Stephen Meek's um, Facebook page that supposedly it's illegal to try to promote your candidate while you're standing in line at the polls. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, well, yeah, and so, that's to, to me, it's like, well, you know, if I'm standing in line and there's somebody next to me, why can't we talk about our favorite candidates? Is, is there something... So, what, who, define promoting. Well, yeah. I, I guess it's... I, I don't know how, how broad that goes, but you, you can't wear a t-shirt, you can't wear stickers from what I understand, but apparently you can't even... Talk up your favorite candidate. Like, oh, I want, I want to vote for. Well, I've been. This, that, I've yeah. been in trouble about the issues. Yeah. I'm usually not talking about the candidate right, when I'm standing in line. I'm like, uh, like, but, but at uh, the end of the day, do you know what issue three is? I, you know, I, can, I can, I can understand maybe not being disruptive, but does our free speech end on public property simply yeah. because there's well, a basically poll, the, the polls are are are, are basically. Uh, 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 
a few yards away. I think that's where the poll workers aren't telling people how to vote whenever they show up. Well, when actually, they give you I a call, understand the poll, the workers. poll workers. I understand the poll workers, but but our fellow voters, can we not stand in line and 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 try well, to talk bet, each I other? I think they into, say once you get in the building, once you get in the building, yeah, you got to shut up. I think that was passed to make sure that everybody wasn't going in and just asking yeah. the guy sitting behind the desk how to vote. Well, once you get in the building, well, with with the COVID, once you get in the building, everything, you know, you just got to move from this place to that. Mm-hmm. So there is no talking, which mm-hmm. I completely understand. But it's just standing in line. Apparently, you if, know, if I think it's I think it's within 100 feet of the polling site oh, yeah. or something like that. But well, that's I, different. I that's different. Standing with Because when we were out, we were out there Saturday uh, just off of, uh, what is that, Cohen Library. Okay. And, yeah, you know, yeah, we were had our French Hill Science. You had to stay a, a certain yeah, you distance. You got to stay away. a certain distance away. Right. That's different than being in, in line, line, and you have a button on, you know, maybe says, you know, Trump twenty twenty. Right. Right. That's very different than standing out waving a sign. Well, and I, and I think some well, of this people, is, it, it kind of bothers me though that that in various different places we've we've outlawed certain forms of free speech that might be offensive to people, but they're not disruptive or destructive in any way. I mean, just mm-hmm. like. I think sometimes in courtrooms and th- other other places that we've we've decided that well you can't engage in certain types of free speech that aren't disruptive. I understand telling people you know you can't be disruptive, but if you're in a public place where you have a right to be, what is wrong with engaging in silent free speech, whether it's through a T-shirt or or passing out pamphlets or whatever else, so long as you're not being disruptive? In well, that's, that, I think passing out pamphlets is different. That's campaigning. Well, versus it, it, just it, having a, sh- a t-shirt on to support well, your candidate. I understand, but, but pamphlet pamphleting is is a is a is a very kind of sacred well, we aspect need a law. of free speech. That's another law we, we need. need we need uh, <laughs> for the government to protect us from ourselves. You know, that's my favorite kind of law. I think they, the the uh, we'll the, pick it up. Yeah. All right, we'll pick it up in just a moment. We got to get our final break in for this hour. Uh, don't forget our good friend over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. That is Eric Coleman. He will make the ring, the necklace, the bracelet, the anklet for you, for that special someone in your life. It will be unique. It won't be able to be bought at some other big box store. Plus, the cost is going to be fantastic because if it's a diamond, Eric has got a lot of just what you call, you know, box diamonds that you can look at and pick from. He's got all kinds of colored gemstones as well, and uh, he can design the uh, the ring or bracelet or whatever piece of jewelry you're trying to get for that significant other uh, on the computer that's there at his office. Make a 3D replica of it so that you can see what it will exactly look like. That's at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Visit them at 3000 Cavanaugh here in Little Rock. All right, eight minutes remaining here in this hour, our live last hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. Again, don't forget that tomorrow we'll be on in the morning, Elizabeth and I, and uh, we will go until, uh, you know, seven, eight o'clock. But we won't be on at six o'clock because we'll be with the Salem Radio Network and their coverage of the election. So uh, we only have uh, two hours to do tomorrow in the morning. That's it. Uh, At 7 o'clock in the evening, I'll be back here in the studio with Elizabeth and with uh, Robert Steinbach to start our uh, live local coverage 
that will run from uh, 7 o'clock until 10 p.m. Is there going to be a, a, a winner at 10? Probably not. Just my feeling that we probably won't because there's going to be so many uh, absentee ballots and things that are coming in that even if Trump has an insurmountable lead, the networks are not going to call it for him. Now, if Biden does, might be a different story. I'm just telling you. So, but so if it's Trump, it won't do, be do that Do we way. know how many states have gone basically full absentee ballot or mail-in ballot? Is there, has if there been... the state is blue, probably has gone full, gonna, full blast I'm ahead for look that. up here, see if we can that. figure it out. So, you know, you look in, I mean, Michigan, for instance, that's going to be an interesting race, yeah, by the way. Yes. That, that, that uh, the gentleman who's running there for Republic, uh, Republicans, I think that he is a veteran. Uh, he, he's a man of color. Mm-hmm. And he, according to the polling that I've seen, is it is a dead heat there in, uh, in Michigan, which means that if there's a lot of uh, shy Trump voters, that'll put him over the top. That'll put him over the top. So, according to Ballotpedia, five states, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Utah, and Washington, conduct what are commonly referred to as all-male elections. Right now. In these I mean, states, then, whenever they wrote primarily, that. Although not necessarily exclusively by mail, this article addresses the utilization of all-male elections in the United States. But there's more states they have a lot, Pushing a lot of North Carolina apparently. is one of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, you should have mind. to request a ballot, not just send them out to that's everybody in the entire state, because you don't know who fills it out. Nope. There could be one that's person in the household right. fill out 10 of them. Well, and they will. And they're going to send them out to people that passed away two or three years well, ago. I think we've heard about some people receiving several ballots from some previous, from previous residents that yes. they were addressed oh, to yeah, previous residents. And so what happens if, they just go ahead and fill those out and send them in. Well, yeah. they're breaking the law. Right. It getting, would probably be, it may be a felony. Getting caught is another story. Though. Right. And, and how do you, how would, how and would then they, what they do to you, even if they do catch you, is how, another how do story. They, how, how would they catch you, one, other than, well, we mailed this to you and it, and it came back, but the, the, how do they prove that you actually did this? Well, well you signed people, your name. You signed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there yeah, are people being prosecuted and uh, serving time from the last election. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you, Iverson. Mm-hmm. You were out in Little Rock this last this last Saturday, weekend yeah. on Saturday mm-hmm. on on Halloween, and uh, you were out uh, politicking for French Hill. French Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, from your feelings, from talking to different people, will French, you know, carry a a a, a fair amount? percentage of voters out of Pulaski County. I, I think it will. I think things are changing. Um, and uh, we are campaigning places that maybe we haven't really looked at before as strongly, but uh, getting down into the neighborhoods, as we said, in southeast Pulaski County, uh, getting out there, I, I think so. I think French uh, is going to do a lot better than what the polls are seeing. Is Joyce Elliott, is this her final hurrah as far as being in the state legislature? Mm. There's always hope. Do we know how long she's been in? <laughs> There's issues, too. Know. There's uh, issue well, too yeah, out there. That could change yeah. things for That could change things. Yeah. You know, the key is is she running I'm just wondering if she's running for Congress because 
there's nothing left for her to do on the state level. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe so. Know. Well, I mean, she's but, she's still a senator. I don't think she's up. I don't think her Senate race was this year. So I assume she's she's in between. Okay, so she may there. have another two years. I, I'm thinking I, I could have another. No, they go four years. Yeah, they so go four years. I'm, I'm assuming this is her her in between election, so she's not really risking anything mm-hmm. um, as far as running for for the um, Congress. So, so I assume she's going to show up in the Senate next this coming January if she does. I will say this: Joyce is one of the nicest people yep. that I deal oh, with. Very sure. uh, at, story at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. However, just about everything she believes in. I'm just on the opposite. Well, she's she's wrong. She's wrong a lot, but you are absolutely right. She's nice. She's not yeah. a jerk when she disagrees no. with you for the most part, and I, I appreciate her for that. And and, and she's she not very wrong mo- about absolutely everything. She, she a few does vote she party up. lines very well, though. Oh yeah, you she votes party it. lines. She's, she's, where the caucus a, goes, she's a firm. She's pretty close behind. She's it. a firm believer in in big mm-hmm. government and, yep. and, and and such. And she's she's kind of the 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 kind of east coast west coast left-wing democrat that's the kind of the far left she's not an arkansas democrat really i mean although she is from arkansas obviously but but she's not the the um i don't the party platform is far left enough right now yeah the party platform is far left enough right and she's and she's (laughs) on the she's on the left of the party and he's on the left of the platform so the message just the same message that the national democrats spout so uh no, yeah, yeah, I think, she's, I think she's fairly mainstream as far as the the national Democrats. Where there are still still a few few Arkansas Democrats that are still in favor of gun can, or, or gun rights and whatever else. I mean, there's there's one Democrat here in the in the um, state house. Maybe he's a senator now. That he's pretty consistent as far as gun rights. I mean, he's probably as consistent or, or more so than a lot of Republicans. Would you say and, that um, he's probably still a Democrat because of the district? It might be. It might be. You know. That might be. And, and, and traditionally, Democrats were pretty conservative here in the South. But it's... it's There's a new Democrat think, party turned, today. Yeah, right? there is right. a new one out right. there. No doubt about it. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Six o'clock, join us again. And the power panel and I will be talking. And Robert Steinbach will join us. We're going to talk about issue one in the first half hour. Right. So keep that in mind. That's coming up at six, though, here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. o'clock in the evening and tomorrow is election day and we'll start our coverage of the 2020 electoral process at six o'clock tomorrow evening our local coverage will be at seven o'clock from seven until ten o'clock and uh, elizabeth Sotolaro will be here as well as uh, the man who's joining us this half hour, Robert Steinbach. Robert, on my Facebook page, we posted your op- 
Ed, and we got about 2,000 uh, likes on it and people sharing it with other people all across the state. Congratulations. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I don't know if I'm deserving of the congr- congratulations or you and your audience are, but the fact is that this issue one is a scam. Issue one is where politicians and big business from out of state, mind you, are trying to put their hands in your pockets and tell you, we're not taxing you, we're not creating a new tax, and we're not giving it to an unelected, unaccountable bureaucracy. And, of course, each of those statements are lies. They're taxing you. It's a new tax. They're stealing money from you, and they're giving it to an unaccountable bureaucracy and out-of-state big business uh, to do things like make downtown Little Rock uh, interchange with I-40 into like seven or nine lanes. Oh, that's really important. It's really important for you to be paying for that, isn't it, Dave? And by the way, if you want to pay for that, all they have to do is their jobs. You see, the elected legislature and the elected governor both have jobs. That job is to decide every year what taxes are to exist and what taxes aren't to exist. But instead of doing that, they're those who support issue one, mind you. They're cowards. And what they want to do is say, not up to me, can't do it. Uh, and every coward needs to be voted out of office. Now, here's, Sorry, here, go ahead. here's another point uh, that needs to be made about this is it's not just a half cent sales tax we're talking about. We're talking about a half cent sales tax becomes part of the Constitution of the state of Arkansas. Uh, and there's other things in there. And then Thursday of last week, and we were talking about this earlier, the Supreme Court of Arkansas said that half cent sales tax cannot be used for expanding four-lane highways. I I think that's what Robert's talking about there as far as a bureaucracy that cannot be ruled over. We elect a house to approve the budgets for the agencies of the state of Arkansas. So if there's an agency not providing the service with the taxpayer's money, like they're spending in the top ten being spent in the state, in the states of all United States, and we've got 40th condition in roads, then you can talk to your elected official, and they can call over there. And elected official who approves the budget of an agency, when he calls an agency and they know that he approves their budget, they listen to them. But just like Robert said, if you put that money in the Constitution, then no budget will have to be approved, and neither the voter or the elected officials will have any say over how that money's spent. Yeah, the bureaucracy problem is immense here in this country, in this in this state and across the country. I think is we we've got a bunch of bureaucrats that are. I think a lot of times we we talk about the Supreme Court is is they're legislating from the bench, but a lot of cases, from what I understand, the, the bureaucrats are legislating. From their little um, holes in the basement somewhere. Well, that came down. That's just moved down from national politics. Robert can talk about this as well. He's worked in national politics. That's why uh, the EPA and the uh, you know NEA and all those other organizations were formed so that politicians didn't have to go on the record mm. of voting. Like- for or against well, pieces of legislation. It, it was, this was That's right. We were told res- by the NEA to do that. Is that not regular. correct, uh, Robert? 
That is a good beginning description of the rise of the bureaucratic state. And by state, we mean state and federal government. The bureaucracy has far more power than your elected officials. That's right. The bureaucracy has far more power than the court system. And the bureaucracy runs this country and is, is uh, starting to run this state. And you know what the biggest bureaucratic state ex- that existed in modern society? That was the Soviet Union. We are moving in that direction. And I'm not, this is not histrionics, Dave. This is reality. We are moving towards a Soviet-style bureaucratic state. I'm not saying we're communist yet. I'm not saying we're going to become communist. But if you can't see the overlap between these two, then you're lying or you're ignorant, as we like to say. (laughs) Well, and it's back in the 80s when I interviewed Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I asked him what he saw between the Soviet Union and America, and he said the Soviet Union at that time was moving towards capitalism, and the uh, American uh, way of, of living was moving towards what the Soviets were trying to flee. I mean, he was real clear about that. Well, do do you think that... The cost of running for office has something to do with this. So if you get a state elected official and he has plans of going to Washington and and to run a Senate race, I would say a, a statewide or Senate race or most of the state is probably going to run 750000 to a million dollars to run for it. So whenever you're in... The, so when you're in the House or Senate for 12 years in Arkansas and you're planning on going to Washington... You have to pay a little corporatism there, and you have to line up some some WalMarts and some people with you to make sure that when you get ready to go to Washington, you can raise the kind of money to win a race. So uh, it's a real problem. Well, it's a it's real, real problem, problem just in local races oh, yeah. anymore. Right. It's getting more and more expensive to run for, you know, county constable almost. <laughs> Can I give you guys an example? I looked at my ballot this year, and the Republican who ran for Senate in my district, I'm in Little Rock, uh, it's uh, Missy Irving's brother. I hadn't seen one signed billboard or advertisement for him. uh, And for the rep position, no Republican ran. And then when I inquired, it cost $8,000 that goes to the Republican Party to file for that position. I'll tell you, come next time, if there's no Republican running, uh, I'm going to run as an independent because it's ridiculous, first of all, that we're screening good candidates by charging them $8,000 to run in a district that's very hard for a Republican to win. Uh, it's, it, why are we charging this amount by the party? I get that the party wants some money, and that's okay, but $8,000? Sorry, uh, I'm looking forward to talking with who, whoever is going to be the next. Do we know who's going to be the next chair of the Republican Party? I talk to Dale, uh, with, uh, Doyle, but uh, and I like Doyle, but Doyle, as you know, is out of the position at the end of the well, year. Well, that'll be so, decided in December. Mm. I, be, I believe it's in the second week of December 5th, de- actually. December 5th, all right. And right now, is it, uh, I'm trying to think of the lady's name. What's her name? Jolene, is that her name? Um, no, it's Jonelle Ford. Jonelle, there you go, is running. And then this guy that's sitting right across from me by mm-hmm. the name of Iverson Jackson is running yep. uh, to be head of the Republican Party here in Arkansas. 
I'm a big fan of Iverson. I don't know who the other person is one way or the other, but I'm a big fan of Iverson. Well, she's been around for a long time mm-hmm. in Republican politics, just to let you know. Jonelle Fulmer, I think. Is Fulmer, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you one thing, those rates to run for office, it is a lot to raise for mon- to raise money, but, you know, a state Senate race is up in the tens of thousands of dollars to run for the Senate, but it has a, it, they do it a lot to control who... Who gets to run and who can run and who can't afford to now, run? Now so there's a little pretty, bit of you can politics. Make decent money if you're a state representative. It was just a decade ago you didn't get paid all that much. Now you get paid pretty well, and you got a you got a group of people that make that decision supposedly uh, non politically. That if you get a, <laughs> a, a raise, drive you know, a Cadillac, you get a, you get a, wrong, uh, you get a raise, and yeah. how, how many? It's how many, the same thing as a tax. Yeah. It's the exact same as a tax. They don't want to do their job. I'll tell you, if I ever ran for state senate or state rep, all the money goes either to charity or back to the state. I keep zero penny of it. It's time for people stop looking to line their pockets with issue one, with running for office. I'm tired of the lining of their pockets. How about issue two? But, hey, Mr. Steinbach, how about how about the number of people that get jobs in the corporate world that they work in after they get out of state service how many people have you seen get banking jobs or jobs with colleges or or if they're on the highway department they get jobs with concrete companies and stuff like that you you mean shane broadway he he runs the house when it was under democratic control and now he's a lobbyist for uh, uh is it um uca who comes to the senate and house and and tells those elected officials what money that he needs and it don't matter if they're republican or democrat they're listening to him because he's one of the good old boys and i'm tired of this rotating corporate scam well you also got Gillum, who was the Speaker of the House just last session, who now works over at UCA. Well, I tell you what, what I see a lot is people being re- rewarded for tolling the line. So the new guys come in and say, hey, you know what? You play the party game, you go down party lines, and then whenever you get out, you're rewarded for good behavior. If you come in and you don't toe the line, then nobody wins, and then uh, you're you're out in the cold and you don't get those sweet deals. Well, and that's, and that's one of the problems with government being so big is that that they they corruption is possible and and probable because the fact is when when government is so massive, then you can hand out favors. I don't think Josh Biller is going to be getting a lobbyist job. How so. many? <laughs> how how much money is being spent? Uh, about two million dollars is what I understand to promote issue one and twenty where, million. Is it twenty million? Twenty million. And where and where is that money million. coming from? Most of it is coming from the people who will build those roads and uh, will benefit if we have that half cent sales tax. That's wow. twenty million dollars worth of lies. Out of industry. Well, Go ahead. Wouldn't you say that's twenty million dollars worth of lies? There, there's no. The governor said on a radio ad, I heard it, I almost ran off the road, that he'd found a way to build the roads and get the half-cent sales tax without raising taxes. Without raising taxes. Which, that's a half-truth. He must... You know, well, yeah, it's no, no, a lie. No. It, it's not half true. There's no true in that. Okay, that yeah. is a lie. Uh, you know, it, it just comes back down to, you know, if, if you've been making car payments on your car for the last eight years and you're car is going to be paid off in another couple of years if the bank call, come, calls you up and says oh by the way 
we're going to make you continue to pay for this for the rest of your life. Make no, the same if payments. you like, if you like, we'll let you tell us whether we can or can't do this. Would you like to extend your loan yeah. <laughs> for another? Who would know? Indefinitely. Indefinitely. And we're going to let your neighbors vote to whether, vote to see whether or not you're going to have to pay. Now, keep would making you payments. would you tell your bank, yeah, sure, I'll pay on my car for the rest of my life. I don't believe you do that, which means I don't understand if you're going to vote for issue one, why you would do it, because you're going to pay for it for the rest of your life. And it's even, part of the Constitution. And even if you did choose that, would you walk around telling people, oh, my car's not going up in price? It's it, 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 No, of Didn't course your car taxes. is going up in price. You, you went from paying on your car for 10 years, now you're going to pay for it for the rest of your life. Of course it went up. If they think it's so good, why don't they just ask people, would you like to pay a half-cent sales tax? <laughs> just ask them, do you want to pay a half-cent sales tax? We'll take it right out of your paycheck. No big deal. we got more to talk about. Got to get a break wow. in. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here in the 6 o'clock hour. Robert Steinbach is with us. Law professor UALR wrote a great op-ed on this. You can find it on my Facebook page. Read it. Over 2,000 other people have already read it as well and are ready to cast their votes against issue one. But uh, bottom line is he makes a lot of salient points for you in his op-ed. We're back with more in just a moment. Another segment of the Dave Ellswick Show. I forgot to uh, remind you that Robert is a uh, law professor over at, uh, you know, the uh, Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or UALR. With that said, let's move back in talking about this. What is it just that there's, they had $20 million to promote this uh, piece of legislation as far as as uh, issue one went, Robert, is that why you think people are uh, are picking it up, or are people just hearing, oh, a half a cent sales tax for better roads, and I can I can afford a half a cent? No, it's not the latter, because they're lying to you, Dave. They're lying to your audience, and they're lying to the public. They have repeatedly and explicitly said there is no new tax, and that's a lie. That's a lie. This tax is set to expire in two years, and they want to resurrect it. And I know of only one resurrection in history, folks, and this ain't it. And they want to resurrect it and impose it on you permanently in the Constitution, never to be undone. So they're lying to you. And when they spend 20, what was it, $20 million, 20, uh, whatever you said it was, I think 20 million, right? <clears throat> it's demonstrates that the the corporate powers are coming out. Nobody spends $20 million to get back 10,000. You spend $20 million because you're going to make 50 or a hundred million dollars being in the road construction industry from uh, out of state, big business. That's what's going on here, Dave. They're taking money from you, me and everybody. Every time they go to there to the store to line their pockets, don't do it. And another thing about that, we've said on this show several times that when we pay taxes, we pay taxes for the roads. We pay enough gas taxes for the roads. We're the number two uh, sales tax state in the whole country. But the thing about it is you have money to do what your priorities are when the taxes come in. 
So basically what they've done is they've taken the money that should have been spent on roads and spent it on something else, make sure the roads are as bad shape as they possibly can be, and then come back crying that, hey, we need money for roads when we paid for the roads, but they took our road money and spent it on something else. Well, now they continue to spend money on new roads and refuse to govern their money correctly to continue to fix roads that need to be fixed. And I think that's part of the problem is that the, the fact is that, you know, I think a lot of us, we like building new fancy things, and it's fun. Rather than having to go fix the old stuff that's falling apart, but the fact is that you got to do the hard stuff. You got you got to do the stuff that isn't as fun or as glamorous. That sometimes that's just fixing the old roads, fixing, maintaining what you have. It's called. You can either be a politician that does one of two things: you can either govern, or you can tax. (coughs) Hate to say it, in this case, Asa taxes instead of governs and he had the opportunity to govern there were pieces of legislation very good that would have been passed and we would have governed and not had to have that half sales tax and i and i think ace's statement that we don't have a spending problem we have a revenue problem i think that's just going to resonate that that's his idea of, of of what he wants for arkansas he wants arkansas government to grow and get more powerful and 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 I think that's a problem. We need government to get smaller. It was way too big 10 years ago. And it's way bigger now than 20 it was. years it ago. It was way too big. When I got here, we just broke a billion, billion dollars. Right. Well, and, and, yeah. now, and now the state portion of it is about five. Mm-hmm. And, and the federal government sends in another 25 or yeah. so, from what I understand. And who, who knows how much it is now with the COVID stuff. How, who, does anybody have any idea how much the federal government is is? I'd have is to sit down. Arkansas I'd have right to sit now? down with... Uh, uh, Congressman Hill to find out how much mm-hmm. the state of Arkansas got. How many extra billion? Eight, Eighteen something billion dollars. It seems like to me. But really? I'll you'll extra, be, extra this year. Yeah, you'll oh be back uh, on with us. I'm sure in the very near future. That's insane. I, I think issue two plays. spent on that uh, opera house up in northwest uh, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Remember that million dollars? Yeah. Hey, a million dollars here, a million dollars there. Then once, then it adds up to real money, as they like to say. A mm. million dollars is a lot of money. Stop spending it on opera houses in northwest Arkansas, and I bet you could repave a whole bunch of roads and stop taking food out of people's mouths as you tax them when they go to the grocery store. Well, that's what Everett Dirksen used to say in Illinois, a million dollars here and a million dollars there. Sooner, sooner or later, you're talking about <laughs> real money. But if he was around now, he'd be, be saying billions. a couple of billion dollars here and a couple of billion dollars here. Now, maybe he'd be saying trillions. trillions. Yep. Guys, I, I really think if issue two passes, that the government in Arkansas is going to have more bureaucracy than ever before, and government is going to grow twice as fast. If they can come down there and spend 12 years to make relationships with all the corporates in this state and go down there and serve for 12 years, take four off and work as a lobbyist, take four off and come back and serve 12 more, then the the voters are going to have less say of what goes on in this state than they've ever had. Yeah, that's why I voted no on every issue. I voted no on one, I voted no on two, and I voted no on three. So now, I'm not telling you that's how you should vote. I'm just thinking if you're thinking right, that's how you vote. <laughs> so, Artie, I don't, I don't know the answer to this question, but maybe you can answer it. So 
Sometime. Got, don't ask him a question because we got <laughs> we a break go here. Break. Just okay. moment, you're going to stay with us, Robert, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yes, sir. Robert Steinbach is going to be with us. His opinions are his and his alone. Do not necessarily re- reflect those at Bowen School of Law. Stay bo- stay tuned. We got more coming your way. All right, we continue. Uh, Robert Steinbach is with us. He's a uh, law professor over at the Bowen School of Law. I mean, I don't. I keep telling you this, but I know you already know it. But I I say this uh, because it's a way of CYAN, uh, you know, Professor uh, Steinbach. His opinions are his and his alone not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or UALR. So uh, it should they should be, but they may not be, probably won't be. But we've been talking about Issue 1, Issue 2, Issue 3. And again, I voted no against all three of them. And why did I do that? Well, I don't think we need a half-cent sales tax for the roads. And I definitely don't think we need to have it part of the Constitution of Arkansas period. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only one other uh, issue like that out there as far as the tax go, and that's for the uh, Arkansas Game and Fish. And I think that's a, a three-quarters uh, percent that they gave them, and that needs to be gotten rid of. Do they have three-quarters of percent? I think it's something like that, yeah. It's wow. it's, a, it's a lot. Of all the state sales taxes, it's a lot. or is it just no, some no, hunting no. stuff? Uh, you know, hunting and that Hun- kind okay. of stuff. It's still a lot of money, especially right. when you consider how much money they get from fracking and all the rest mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. the national resources that are on the land that they govern over that's a lot of power to have control over that yeah. money yes it is it's a lot of power and that's what all this is about so the more money they get vehicles. coming to the capital the more power the legislators have to distribute that money just like the obamacare money that comes into the state of arkansas and they direct it to to uh, DHS contractors, that is more power, and that equates to more campaign donations. All right. With that, with all simple. with all that said, you got that one. Number one, that's on the highway, and we've been talking to Robert about it. We'll talk about it a little bit more here in this last half hour. You have issue two, which is, again, trying to change term limits in the state of Arkansas. We were lied to a few years back with issue three, and before that, you had decided what it, you wanted as far as term limits went when you went to the polls uh, when Tim Jacob ran uh, the race for term limits, and it won. I mean, look, the, the, the politicians are doing everything they can to engage you to give them more time and more money. My thing is that that shouldn't be the case. They should be uh, serving the people, not serving their bank account. And then lastly, uh, the changing of the Constitution. (coughs) I know a lot of people have texted me and talked to me and said, Dave, you should vote for that because it makes it more difficult to change the Constitution. And guess what? I'll agree with that. However, you've made it more difficult for the average Joe yeah, I think it's to change think, it. From what I gather, it would make it pretty much impossible for, for the average guy right, right. to get it. So and, and all you that you want the, is the, the big money corporations can still probably achieve that. Goal. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. But you you look at your your uh, elected officials, and they still get to put theirs in the way they always have, and 
I agree they got to, what, have 60% now uh, to get it approved. I think that if if it's a change to the Constitution, it should be a supermajority. It should be 75%. That works. I think that's fine. It's the Constitution, people. Mm-hmm. It's the Constitution. But, but to make shouldn't it... shouldn't have taxes in it. I mean, if, they, if somebody in Washington, D.C., came up with this idea to change the Constitution, to be able to change the Constitution as easy as it is here in Arkansas, you'd be having a freaking cow right now. Well, and we might have a, a, a U.S. Constitution that was 4,000 pages long. Yeah, yeah. we would. Or 10,000 Guar- pages. I guarantee right, it. Right now, you can actually sit down and read the entire U.S. Constitution in about 10 minutes. You can't read some of the bills that come before the state of Arkansas in 10 minutes. Oh, no. It's 31 pages long. If you want to read it and understand it, you better take the day off. So, Robert, <laughs> you're a professor of law. Am I right about my ideas about this stuff? Well, <clears throat> the clearest uh, uh, is the issue one. I frankly haven't followed issue two, and I agree with you on issue three. Uh, We don't, this is an issue one and issue three, if you think about it, intersect. You have these uh, leftist bureaucratic uh, elected officials that support it and in in conspiracy with the big business who wants to rake in your dollars uh, by putting a tax in the Constitution and then they want to shut the door behind them so that you can't change the Constitution. That's yeah. why this is a permanent new tax that you're going to be paying for the rest of your lives, your children's lives, yeah, and your children's children's lives. The, the, only way that, the only way it will change is if we actually get a governor who believes in smaller government and gets the elected officials to put another ability for the people to go in and vote and get rid of taxes within the Constitution. And maybe we need a constitutional amendment that says something to the effect that all taxes have to be renewed every uh, every four years or something of that that nature and make people vote on them and make them get a 75%. How about every year, Paul? Sure. Every year. Every year let people vote on their taxes and and make them get a 75% majority um, support in order to pass them. Otherwise, the tax goes away. That, that and you're going to get a response from the lefties. Well, you see, the problem is then we, we won't be able to fund things. Well, you know what we'll be able to fund? Exactly what the people want to fund. Well, nothing more, nothing less. And, and a lot you of know, when you run a household, that's how you run a household. Uh, imagine a lot of stuff doesn't need to be funded. I'm, giving government more money is kind of like giving booze and fast cars to teenagers. The, the fact is that I'd rather burn the money than give it to the government in many cases. It's, the government yeah, is giving, so destructive. Giving money to a politician is like giving alcohol to an alcoholic. Well, that's <laughs> a good point that Robert made there. In the same voting cycle, <clears throat> one in three, you're putting mm-hmm. a tax in the Constitution at and the same time. And the, one the issue down, you're, you're making it harder for taxpayers to change the Constitution. Mm. So, yeah, that's... I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that is that the, is a scary uh, the thought. The polling <laughs> that I've seen thus far has one and two passing and three failing. Mm. That's mm. what I've seen thus really? far. Is that right? Really? Yeah. That's scary. Well, sixty forty on number one. But really, but Robert, issue two is basically that they get twelve years at the state, and then they take four off, and then they come back for. 
12 more years. But no, but it not necessarily. It doesn't it say, say 12. Back. Yeah, I've read it, it twice. It just says they can come back. The, their advertising is 12 on, 4 off, and 12 again. But I've read it. I didn't take the whole day off to read it, but I read it. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, I couldn't see where they got, they had to go home after the second twelve. I didn't, I didn't see, see the trigger I in it. I did not that. see it either. So, yeah. so uh, that's got me really scary. concerned. So I voted. I voted against it. Sorry, I voted mm-hmm. against all of them. Number one, we don't need to be putting taxes in our constitution. Number two, we don't need to be making it more difficult on the people to get a constitutional uh, referendum passed, where the the elected officials. Uh, it's not all that difficult for them to do it, and uh, we don't need another change to to uh, term limits. If we're going to do term limits, let's go back to what Tim Jacobs and n- almost 90% of you voted for. Well, well, whenever they put something on the ballot, it doesn't say extending term limits or reducing term limits. It just says term limits, so people really don't understand clearly if you're making them shorter or longer unless you read the bill. And just like Robert talked about the, the price to run for an office, what we talked about earlier, when you get an incumbent that has served eight years and you're like an, a standard citizen – that works a, a job right. or you owns a you small business, money over then to, you have to, to spend more money than him. And I guarantee you, those incumbents, they take care of each other. They circle around each other and make sure that they get the money to bring each other back so they can continue the back scratching going on. And, and that's a problem because we, government is so massive that government hands out favors, quote unquote, whether they like whether we like to admit it or not the fact is that when when, when government is spending 30 billion dollars a year um then th- that means that somebody is getting that money yeah and, and and when that money gets awarded to various different um major corporations and whoever else that does the contracting with the state guess what those people are liable to support the people and, who send that money their way and you don't even have to opt out in this state if you are passing a bill that is sending money to an, a business that you are associated in. Brian King tried to pass a bill in the state of Arkansas that said that if you are voting on a bill and you have personal interest, interest in this bill passing or not, that you had to stand up and tell everybody basically that this bill is going to benefit me financially before you voted, and Brian's King bill did not pass. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I think I think I think there's maybe some disclosure now, and I'm not sure what it is. Cause I, I've yeah, they've cha- they've made such some, different laws since then. Because I, 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 I don't think know I think Alan Clark, there was a piece of legislation in his committee last legislative session, almost two years ago now, that had to deal deal with the building industry, and so he conflict of interest. Yeah, and it really wasn't probably a conflict of interest for him because he's he has a, a building supply house there in in um, in Hot Springs, but. Um, so he did just he just kind of in all fairness he just pointed out you know I'm in the building in I'm in the construction sales of products and such and um so he just kind of announced that in the committee where he was just to kind of his full disclosure river but I don't know that he even needed to in that case but there is something still left but um I I think maybe Brian King's would have been more comprehensive I'm not sure maybe even required them to step down or, or step out in, in in some votes, I don't know. But that simple acknowledgement, that's good. 
Yeah, I think it's 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 worth something, and I think it's 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 useful for people to recognize. That, you know, I, I've got a personal stake in this, but I'll explain to you why I'm for it mm-hmm. in, in spite of the, my personal. Stake. How many people that vote are up there and know anything about the bills that are passed and what's going on at the Capitol? I've showed up on on bills and be the only one there to testify for it or against mm-hmm. it. The sad thing. Paul, I know you broadcast things, and there are other people that broadcast things that are going on up there. But the average, the average people working don't know much about the twenty five hundred bills that are presented up there every no, two years. No, and I think what what's what's sad is a lot of legislators. What's that? Something. How many 20, bills is it? It's maybe twenty. It's, it's probably two thousand twenty five. Two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't get that many don't get passed. I think maybe thousand twelve hundred or so, and. Some of them probably get read. Some of them are pretty short. They're pretty easy to understand. Some of them are pretty stinking long, and they probably don't get read. The Arkansas Constitution requires that every bill be read three, three times, times in the House and three times in the Senate. They don't do it. They just flat out disobey the Arkansas mm-hmm. Constitution in that regard. I asked my legislator I th- one time. I texted him on the tire bill about ten times, and then <laughs> I'm not going to mention names, but he voted for it after I even I texted him ten times. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm not his only voter, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but uh, we were at dinner later, about a year later, we were at a fundraiser, and mm-hmm. I asked him, did you read the tire bill? And he said, no. You know, that, that, that bill <laughs> was, was about, honest. if I recall, that bill was about 40 pages long. Yeah, it was, it was a long bill, but, you know, I just had to know if, if he read it before he voted for yeah. it, and well, he didn't And that was an idea. interesting bill, because we had, a, I think it was, a, it was a lobbyist that came up there, wanted to talk about our tire, tire bill, and and so we didn't know anything about it at the time. I got to looking at that thing, it's like, this isn't good. Is Obamacare on tires? <laughs> and, and for everybody's out there, they were trying to raise money by raising a fee for dismounting tires, and everybody pays a fee now for getting a tire dismounted. And uh, you know, a fee's not a tax. No, oh. it's spelled differently. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, more bureaucracy. It, it's costing more money than they're raising right now, and it's losing money, and they're having to take money from other areas. All right, mm-hmm. going to take a break. Right. When we come back. I'm going to bring Robert right back on, and I want him to tell you why he believes you should vote no on issue one. Final segment for the Dave Ellswick Show on a Monday. Robert Steinbach has joined the power panel, made up of Paul Calvert, Artie Hopper, and Iverson Jackson. And uh, I brought, uh, of course, uh, Robert Steinbach on uh, to talk about issue one. So let me give you uh, a few minutes here, Robert. We've got seven minutes remaining uh, to talk about issue one. Yeah, thank you so much. Issue one is very simple. It is a new tax that's being put in place, if it passes, of course, in the Constitution permanently that you've got to pay a half cent on every dollar they say, oh, it's only half, half cent on every dollar in taxes, and you can't complain to your politicians about it. You can't complain to your legislators about it. You can't complain to the governor about it. Why? It's permanent. It's in the Constitution. They say, sorry, can't do anything to help you. And it goes in to line the pockets of big business and corrupt politicians. Dave, 
we pay so much in taxes and we don't see it. We pay sales tax. We pay gas tax. We pay property tax. By the way, folks, you pay property tax on your car and you pay property tax on where you live, whether or not you own or rent. Well, I don't pay it if I rent. Sure you do. That's why you rent more than it would be otherwise. (laughs) You pay so many. You pay federal taxes. You pay state income taxes. You pay FICA taxes. You pay Medicare taxes. You pay taxes every time you turn around. So when they tell you, oh, it's just, I don't care what follows it because it's too much and we pay too much in taxes. And when they say, well, but we want to do this and we want to do that. Hey, guess what? Life ain't about unicorns and rainbows. It's not free candy. Life is about making choices and have your politicians make choices and be held accountable every election. Right. Yeah, and and, and so the, the, the taxes issue, yes, I hate it when government takes my money, but in many cases, I hate it even more what they do with the money. I, I, it's, it's, they, they take this money, they grow bureaucracies, and then they send these armies of thugs out there to harass us and take our properties away and, 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 and take our rights away and inspectors to, to come and harass people. I would rather them take my money and burn it. Just set it on fire somewhere <laughs> if you're going to take it. But but don't give it to government. I mean, it, it's frustrating because with all this extra funding that the government has, that means they can hire new armies of bureaucrats to come and, and, and harass us. Read your blasted constitution and your Declaration of Independence. Read the Declaration of Independence especially. There's a, um, a list of grievances. This is one of them. The armies of um, – what, what are they called? Uh, of, of, of government agents – that are that are um, eating up our substance. They're um, they're a problem. Don't give government more money. All right, Robert. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Appreciate your op-ed again. His op-ed is on my Facebook page. Look it up and read it. Uh, especially if you like people who just use logic when you're talking about a bill. Thanks so much, Robert. Have a great evening. I'll see you tomorrow night here uh, to do our uh, election coverage beginning at 7 o'clock. See you, Robert. All right. Appreciate it. All right. So that was Robert Steinbach talking about issue one. Then you have issue two, which is term limits. Issue three, which is about making a change to the Constitution uh, of uh, Arkansas. I voted against all three of them. And that's extending term limits. It's not for term yeah, limits. It's yeah. for extending term limits. It's so. changing term limits yet once again. We changed it, what was it, uh, to for about six years ago when issue three. Something around there. Yeah. And then uh, that was a, a lie to you because it, it, it didn't even say that it was for changing term limits it said it was all about uh, i think it said establishing term limits it, no it was about ethics well it was part of yeah, the, it's ethics. the ethics right. bill. It was part of the ethics bill and it also didn't say that there was a little thing in there about the legislators establishing a board to review their race either that, that was in the <laughs> ethics bill so it's 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 frustrating though that people go to the polls and they haven't they haven't done their homework and so they go to the polls and all they get of the these amendments are just a title section and they don't they don't get the whole thing where they can read it and so if you just read the title and you don't actually realize there's something else to it then you may just be sold a, a false bill of goods and thinking well this is what i'm voting for and it may just simply not be well, what you're voting for i talked to a couple of supreme state supreme court justices and asked them uh 
isn't any change the Constitution only supposed to be one thing within that particular mm-hmm. piece of legislation you vote on? And they said yes. And I said, well, I had thought about, you know, bringing a suit sure. against uh, that issue uh, back uh, a few years back because there were three issues in it. There was uh, ethics. There was uh, the deal dealing with uh, uh, setting up a commission to determine pay raises, and finally about uh, you know how much or how long somebody could serve. And uh, I was told by each one, if you had brought it, Dave, we would have upheld what you were asking, mm, and right. we would have pulled it off. So from now on, if I see something that I think is unconstitutional. I'm going to, you know, I'll well, find see. the people I got to find to raise the necessary funds to, to bring a lawsuit mm-hmm. against it. Well, that's yeah. Well, citizen I, government. Yeah, it's got to be done. It's got to be, somebody's got to be doing it. I'm just telling you, might as well be me. <laughs> R.D., thanks for coming I enjoyed today. it, Dave. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Yeah. Iverson, good to have you yes, with sir. us. Absolutely. And uh, Paul, of course, you as well. Yes, sir. I'll be back with you at 6 a.m. in the morning just for a couple of hours. And then uh, we will be back uh, with you as well at 7 o'clock tomorrow night for the coverage locally here uh, at 1011 FM for Election 2020. Talk to you then.